I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Online Darts. We're still in Zoom, but hopefully for not much longer. And we've got PDC Chief Exec and new Matchroom Multisport Chairman, Matt Porter. Matt, congratulations. Um, busy time for yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the evolution, I suppose, with Barry um, stepping down as chairman from the, the numerous posts that he holds. And, uh, and you know, we uh, had a divvy up, if you like, and, and, uh, and and we've you know moved things forward so it's, it's something i'm really excited about multi-sports pretty much where i started at matchroom back in the uh, early 2000s with the pool and the temping bowling and fisher mania and all those fantastic events that people either love or haven't got a clue about and uh, and and i'm looking forward to doing bits on them but my, my primary role will will remain on, on the darts and um you know that there's a great team running multi-sport as there is with the pdc so hopefully we can just keep things ticking along and, and moving forward even though we all knew the time would come with Barry, was it still a surprise when he actually told you all that I'm going here? Not for me personally, no. I mean, it's something that, that uh, you know, we discussed at, uh, and had been in, it mentioned in or discussed in depth, really, in various board meetings for quite some time. So, you know, we knew that it was going to come. I think for some of the staff, yeah, it probably was a surprise, although Barry's made no secret of, of the fact that it will happen or was going to happen and that Eddie would, would step into his shoes, quite rightly. Um, but, you know, the, then the decision was made over the timing and, and communicated to everybody. Uh, so whilst, the, you know, people may have not expected it necessarily that day when they woke up, they knew it was coming. Also, you touched on Eddie there. What can he bring to the darts in particular? Obviously, I know he's not going to play an active role, but as chairman of Matchroom, what can he bring? A different dynamic? Yeah, I mean, look, Eddie's obviously, you know, uh, a different generation to Baza. Um, and he's very in touch with the modern sports world. Not that Barry isn't, but Eddie's in touch with it in a different way. You know, Ed, Ed, Eddie's obviously phenomenal on social media. He's got a huge profile. He's got, you know, great charisma. He's got many of his of his father's ways, you know, but he's also his own man and he knows what he wants and he knows how he can um, achieve it. But in the same vein, he also knows that 
um, there's people in positions for a reason and and he's you know he said to us you know that he's, he's happy with everything that's going on and he wants us to, to crack on so I, you know, we don't expect any sort of huge change in direction, but I think he can bring a different energy and a different um, perspective um, as, as we take things forward, which is, which is very exciting. One thing he did say in an interview on IFL with Coogan, because I obviously watch all things as a boxing fan, he mm. touched on the matchroom media side of it and how going forward, matchroom are going to be doing all their own production and, and yeah. everything like that, making more of events. Is that something that we'll see in the darts as well? Yeah, we already see it on certain aspects. You know, we do the production of the World Series. We obviously do the production of the streamed events. Um, we have done some production for ITV, for some of the non-UK uh, activity. Uh, it's a conversation that we've got live with various different broadcasters at the moment. It's not the sort of thing that happens overnight. You know, there's teams in place, there's contracts in place, there's editorial decisions in place. Uh, but, you know, long-term, it is something that's very much on our radar, yeah, and something we, we feel that that um, will will happen in, in due course. Moving back to the dark Super Series in, in Niederhausen has taken place. Was it a relief that it's done and dusted after all the travel chaos that the government caused by changing the rules at such short notice? Yeah, very much so. You know, it's always a uh, it's always a, a risk at the moment to ask people to uh, get on an aeroplane or, or travel overseas, and that applies both ways, whether it's people coming into the UK or going overseas. But you know, as I've said on you know, numerous occasions, we've got a commitment not just to British players, but to global players for this sport. And there are a sufficient number of non-UK tour card holders that justify us holding events outside the UK. Uh, and that was important. And clearly the majority of our events are in the UK. And, you know, obviously as things carry on with the vaccination programme and the numbers dropping over here, it will make sense, you know, for the bulk of our, our activity to be to be here because... Uh, restrictions will be lessened whereas they might might not be in certain other European countries but it was as you say a relief it was obviously it's it's a relief every time we get the test results through and there's and there's no positives obviously that's a key thing it was a relief that nobody got stuck in airports and you know all of those sort of things not that we expected that to happen but of course it, at, the, at, the, at the current time these things always can happen um, so we feel we did the right thing by staging events in Germany that Niederhausen is a fantastic venue for pro tours it's a a self-contained complex with bars and restaurants, plenty of car park space, plenty of outdoor space for people to take some time, have some exercise, you know, get a bit of chill, chilling out in between matches or in between events. Good standard of accommodation, relatively easy to get to from Frankfurt Airport. You know, so it's got a lot, a lot of positives. Um, and, you know, I fully applaud the commitment of the players who made the made the effort to, to go. And that's no disparagement to a lot of the players who didn't because a lot of them had very valid reasons for not doing so but you know what was pleasing was that there weren't players just saying oh no I can't be bothered that's too difficult I'm not going to go you know these guys are professionals they're committed they practice they want to achieve they want to qualify they want to succeed uh, and and they they put the effort and the hours in so good luck to them and and you know I'm pleased that it, it went off without a hassle points off of there what you said there the first one when the government changed the rules in the UK was there ever a consideration to postpone going to Germany because of the late change? No. Well, that's what I was just asking, that was yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. We'd, there was, there'd been a lot of planning. There was a lot of people already booked arrangements. The change in, the change in rules to uh, re remove the quarantine exemption on the return to the UK wasn't deemed by ourselves to be a sufficient enough reason to cancel the events. You know, that's fine. And the other one, 
Were you surprised? I know you said it was great that all the players went, but some of the Premier League players went because that's potentially a huge risk. I know Pro Tours are important, but the Premier League is arguably the second or third biggest tournament on the calendar. And like you say, with the travel, were you surprised that some of them went? Uh, no, I mean, a lot of them are guys who play if we put events on on Mars, aren't they? So, you know, they like they like playing darts. They want to play, you know. And, you know, Nathan obviously won, Jose won. You know, the, the, the guys who've been in, in tune with... Um, sorry, Dimitri, Dimitri. So the guys who've been in, in tune with um, with what's, you know, been their arm, you know, they've been playing recently. So they obviously felt confident enough to go. Um, it doesn't suit everybody. So I understand why some players didn't go and I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Um, you know, personally, I don't think I've ever criticised the player for not playing in, in, in a Pro Tour event. It's entirely their prerogative. They know the consequences in terms of the potential loss of rankings and stuff like that. It's up to them. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, we, we knew it was a safe environment in Niederhausen, so there was no issues there. Once they were in, everything was going to be okay. Um, and I guess they just had to manage their travel in a, in a manner that made it safe. I completely agree. Premier League, we haven't really spoken since that fateful Sunday. I know no one wants a positive test, but mm. when it's the world champion and world number one, does that magnify things? And what was the conversation yeah. Um, yeah, well, it wasn't great. You know, I mean, it's it's obviously if you're going to pick anybody, as you say, your world champion and world number one wouldn't be the player you'd you'd want to lose from the event. And that's no disrespect to the others. It's just the, just the way it is. But the rules are the rules. They're in place, you know, and the, and the test that, that, that Gerwin failed was a PCR test. It's, you know, it's a valid, legitimate, accurate test. So you you have to do that, not just for his own safety, but for the safety of everybody else inside the event. So unfortunately, he was a you know, a victim of, um, of of the current time. As, you know, the likes of Glenn, Adrian, Stephen Bunting, etc., all, all have been in the, over the last 12 months. I know the rules were clearly set out beforehand, but I'm just playing devil's advocate with this one. Hmm. As for the Premier League, could he have not gone home isolated and then caught the games up in the second part? Was that ever a consideration? No, no. I mean, number one is, what's to say would have tested negative in time for the second part? Number two is he'd be nine games behind. What's it? What you know? What what's he supposed to do? Like play everybody in one day? You know? I mean, you got to think practically about this. That we've got an event to deliver. There's other players that we've got to consider as well. Gerwin's an important part of it, but he's not the only part of it. You know, there's broadcasters, sponsors, the venues have uh, have been booked. You know, you you can't just sort of say, oh, well, you know, we'll give it a chance to, uh, you know, to give him a chance to recover and he can come and play when, when he's available again. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know, still don't know if Gerwin's returned a negative COVID test, you know? So who, who's to say would have been ready for that for that block of games? Well, we saw on his Instagram, he's going to the snooker on Sunday, so I'm guessing we'll find out then because he needs one to get into the yeah, crystal. Yeah, they're very true, yeah, yeah. Um, well, staying on the, on the Premier League, we saw, obviously, probably one of the flaws in the qualifying criteria with Glenn Durham that the fact he was the reigning champion and qualified last year, but was out of form heading into it. And we, we all saw the struggles that mm. day had. Is there a valid argument for this reason that we've seen the Premier League do this to so many people in maybe changing the qualifying criteria? Well, the, the qualifi qualification criteria is the top four in the world and six invitations. So, you know, Glenn was the defending champion. I don't think there's a sporting event in the world 
that wouldn't give its reigning champion an individual sporting event that wouldn't give its reigning champion an invitation if he hadn't qualified by right. You know, that would have been phenomenally disrespectful of us. There was no suggestion that Glenn was going to lose nine games out of nine. He was out of form, but, you know, we weren't to know that he was going to come in, come in and, and struggle in the manner that he did. And clearly nobody likes seeing that. And, we, you know, we've been in touch with Glenn and, and with his management and to make sure that, you know, he's okay. And I know that he's, very conscious of the fact that he's not delivering to the standard that he wants to deliver to. And, and he's working very hard to put that right. And Glenn is an absolute consummate professional who will try, you know, everything that's professionally possible to get himself back to the standard he wants to be at. And we will support him as much as we can in that way. Nobody enjoys watching somebody struggling in that, in that manner, you know, but I think to have suggested that we would have just left him out in case he, he really struggled would have been very, very disrespectful to somebody who, you know, 10 months and not, not even 10 months, whatever it was, eight months ago, lifted the trophy and, and the winner's check. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just I'm just picking up on things that are said on yeah, social media. Yeah. People want to ask and, and things like that. But no, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll always answer. Yeah, oh, that's why people like me talking to you because yeah, there isn't yeah. anything that's ever hidden. Um, staying on the Premier League, a lot of cryptic clues, shall we say, potentially from the PDC Twitter over the last few days. The last block in Milton Keynes. Is there any good news you can give people yet? Well, when's this interview going out? Uh, I can hold it for you if you want to give us... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so by the time this interview's gone out, you'll have seen that we've put tickets on sale for the last five days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we, we will be going on sale for the last five days next week, which is phenomenal news. It's the best news we've had. You know, it, it's, I would say this is better news than when we, when we had it for Ali Pally. Um, because, it, you know, back back then at Ali Pali, there was always that second wave fear and there was really strong restrictions and stuff like that. This time there's still restrictions, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. You know, we feel that this is part of the pathway towards what, you know, what you and I have discussed in previous interviews about Blackpool back to normal. You know, we really feel this is an important step on that path. We've seen it at other sporting events. We've seen it at Wembley. We've seen it at the Crucible. You know, we'll probably see it at Premier League football in the next couple of weeks or so. So... It's um, you know, it, it, it's great for us. It's great for our fans. You know, Milton Keynes is a relatively centrally located venue with uh, good transport links. So hopefully, people, you know, who've missed their live darts will feel feel the the desire to, um, you know, to to get in their car or get on the train or whatever and and, and go to Milton Keynes and, and and see the end of the Premier League. It'll be the best part of the thousand tickets for each of the last five nights, Monday through to Friday. So you know, hopefully we'll be able to to step up. You know, I can only imagine how excited I'd be if I was a player now to hear that, you know, because they must be. And I, I don't tend to go into the bubble, into the red zone, because there's not a lot for me to personally do in there. So I haven't really interacted with the players a lot in, in recent weeks, apart from a few text messages and stuff like that, the odd conversation where I've waved at them from five metres across a barrier or whatever. But if I was a player now, one of those eight guys who's left, I would be so excited about the prospect that, yeah, okay, I could go and win the Premier League, but I can go and win the Premier League in front of fans again. You know, that must be... All right, it's not a full arena with, you know, like the the O2 or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You know, there'll be people there cheering and that is so important for our sport. That changes the complete dynamic of the Premier League, I think, as well, because we've seen players struggle massively without those fans. And I think that has a huge bearing on potentially who now wins this Premier League because the dynamic switches. 
you might well be right. Yeah. And, you know, only time will tell. I know there's been a lot of speculation about would certain players have done this or certain players have done better or worse or whatever. If the crowds that have been there, we'll never know that answer. But as you say, now we will see um, the two sides of the coin. So it's, it's phenomenal news for everybody uh, associated with the event and the sport. Your office must have been absolutely buzzing when you had the confirmation that you could do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not really in the office too much, but the WhatsApp chat was, um, you know, was was definitely lifted up a level. So the lads are working hard on on all the announcement and the details and everything like that. So it's going to be great and it will give everybody a lift. Off what you said there as well, the roadmap to Blackpool. If this all goes well, are you still more than confident that Blackpool, the Winter Gardens, will be normal? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. And I... <laughs> It's kind of going to have to be, isn't it? Because you can't, you just can't socially distance in the winter gardens. Don't you can dress it up however you like. You can't stay away from people in there. You know, it's the, it's the only venue left. We still have standing tickets. I mean, how are you supposed to say to what we're going to do? Put tape on the floor and say you've got to stand in a box. You know, yeah. it, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be back to normal by then. I know that football organisations are planning for their leagues restarting next year with full crowds and stuff like that. So that's around the same sort of time. There's obviously Wimbledon tennis and cricket over the summer as well so we'll you know we'll see what's happening elsewhere but really really still got everything crossed about Blackpool being back to normal and don't forget there's still 10,000 people out there with tickets from last year's event who you know haven't taken their refunds they're obviously desperate to go and and they'll be they'll be wanting it too. After 15 long months this must be the biggest relief you've had arguably in your professional career. It's not a relief yet because we haven't done it it'll be a relief when we've done it but it's, it's one of the biggest positives we've had, certainly, you know, if not the biggest positive of, of 2021 and, and the, the vast majority of 2020. So, you know, ask me again, this time in a month's time, we'll be at the end of it. Hopefully we'll have had a champion on that stage with, with a thousand fans cheering his name. And then it will be, then it will be a relief. Yeah. Just staying on the course here because it, it sort of like flows. People asking about the calendar and everything like that. I know you've said you've got it penciled in and everything that needs to be. If all goes well, can we see more calendar releases for like the development tour, challenge tour? Because people are really clamouring every time we speak to you to find out what's going on. Yeah, we can. We can. You know, I mean, we've still got issues with the development and challenge tour in respect of cross-border travel. You know, the players would not be classified as elite sports people because then they, you know, they're not qualified professionals. Um, so there are still issues to take into consideration with that. There are still the issues that it is unsustainable to do a bubble for development and challenge tour events you know there's too many players the cost is too high they haven't got the time to go the day before and self-isolate and stuff like that so you know we we can't get over excited about it but as soon as we get to the point where we can get back to doing events where people can turn up on the day or if they do want to come the night before they're, they're allowed to you know um then we we will do those events i'm guessing that the is it the 21st of june is key for that when all restrictions are meant to be lifted yeah. because then be able you'll be able to do that. I'm guessing. Yeah, the twenty you know twenty first of June is is obviously that date, and that's what the date that Blackpool hinges on as well. Fortunately, with Blackpool, we have got you know a month's wriggle room if that date does slip by a week or two. But everything you read, and I know you can't always believe what you read in the media, but everything you read is saying that 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 date is looking locked in. So let's just hope it is, and and we can move forward from there. Just touching on what you said there about wiggle room, so I just picked up on it. Hmm. If it does get put back. Would you be willing to put Blackpool, move Blackpool back to keep it at the Winter Gardens? As I, don't think, I don't think we can. I mean, the Winter Gardens is a popular venue. You know, we need that venue for 13 days with, with build, event, yeah. you know. Um, I, 
based on the conversations we've had with the venue, they've got lots and lots of other bookings who would be keen to do their own events. For, uh, so I, no, it's, we, you know, we are bound by those dates. Right, and that's fair enough. Um, just some other bits in the dying world. The World Seniors has, has been announced and it's gathering yeah. quite a lot of and an attraction around social media. Is it something you're keeping your eye on and potentially? Course, yeah, be, I'm fascinated to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely be watching. Yeah, yeah. Just on, on there, a lot of people are asking on social media, if this takes off and the Seniors Tour works, could we potentially see a Grand Slam space on offer for the winner of the World Championships or something like that if it works long term? And they're maybe, competitive? Maybe. I mean, you know... I don't know. We, you know, we've we've talked about the Grand Slam places before, haven't we? About how the BDO places aren't there anymore. So at some point they need properly replacing it with a long-term strategy. So we're, you know, we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and make a promise. I'm not going to sit here and rule anything out. But as with everything, we will monitor it. We'll keep our eyes on it. We'll keep our ears to the ground and and make a decision that we feel is in the best interest of the event. Touching on what you said about long-term strategy, I'm guessing this year it's going to be mainly probably an all-PDC field with qualifiers again because there probably isn't the rankings from other organisations that for you to, to take from. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's bits and pieces happening. You know, we, we, we've had some contact with uh, with Steve Brown. We've had some contact with UKDA, some contact with uh, with the WDF. I think that they're all trying. You know, they're all really, really trying to get stuff up and running. It's, it's difficult for them. You know, they might have lost venues. They've certainly lost revenue. Uh, the, the players are, you know, who, who knows if, if how many of them players are going to come back. You know, I mean, I'm I'm fearful for sport across all levels, whether it's youth, grassroots, elite, or whatever. People who've been out of action for a long period of time, who's to say they're going to come back into it? You know, and that isn't just talking about amateur or semi-pro dart players. It's you know the 12-year-old kids who were in their county teams back last March who haven't kicked a ball or, you know, done very much or whatever for, for 15 months, except maybe play Xbox or PlayStation. Do they yeah. want to go back? You know, I mean, I'm diversifying here and it's not a conversation we're particularly going to have, but, you know, I, I just hope that sport at all levels can restart because there's a lot of people out there with a lot of talent and ability who want to push themselves or people who just want to play for fun as well. And, and you know, we, we need to see that happening. Looking at the majors for the for the rest of the year as well, I suppose the one everyone's talking about is the, the Grand Prix in Dublin, because the fact that UEFA took the football from Dublin because they couldn't guarantee any time scale or anything, is there a plan that if it can't happen in Dublin for it to move somewhere else with fans? Yeah, we've been going to Milton Keynes, Phil, every week, haven't you seen? We're in contact with we're in contact with the um, with the City West on a regular basis. Still early, still five months away that event. Um, so, you know, we're, we're still hopeful, stroke confident, and um, yeah, no, nothing's secured yet. But we we will give that every chance of being played in Ireland. No, that's great, Matt. Thank you very much for your time as always. Massively appreciate the support that you give them. No problem at all. Thanks very much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.